Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear the police commissioner of Midland City tell his secretary... Well, I'm back from lunch. ...during another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Tuesdays, we head to school with Our Miss Brooks. This episode originally aired June 5th, 1949, and it's called Key to the School. Palm Olive Soap, your beauty hope, and luster cream shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair bring you Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. many of us like to get up early in the morning, but our Miss Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School, doesn't seem to mind at all. No, in fact, I get quite a kick out of waking up in the morning because it offers proof positive that I managed to live through the day before. (laughs) However, last Wednesday, my landlady, Mrs. Davis, woke me at what seemed like an excessively early hour. Connie, get up, Connie. Why? Because it's 6 a.m., and I'm leaving the house early, and there are several things I want you to do for me. Like what, for instance? Like feeding our cat, Minerva, at five minutes after seven. But why don't you feed her now? Why, Connie, you ought to know better than that. Minerva never gets up until seven. (laughs) I'm sorry, I lost my head. (laughs) That cat certainly doesn't lead a dog's life. But why are you leaving the house so early, Mrs. Davis? I've got to visit my sister, Angela. I received a message from her during the night. Oh? I hope nothing's wrong. No, she's quite well, she said. She just wants to see me. She must have called pretty late. I didn't hear the phone ring at all. Oh, she didn't phone, Connie. Was it a wire? No. Special delivery letter? No. (laughs) Walkie-talkie? Pigeon? Before I use up my 20 questions, how did you hear from your sister? Well, you know how absent-minded Angela is. Yes. And you probably haven't noticed it, but lately I've been growing quite absent-minded, too. 
I've noticed it. <laughs> Last night, I finally arrived at a point where Angela and I were tuned to the same wavelength. She reached me by mental telepathy. <laughs> How did she come over, AM or FM? <laughs> you can joke if you like, but I know just as surely as I'm standing here that Angela wants to see me immediately. So uh, I'll have to leave right after breakfast. All right, Mrs. Davis. It'll do you good to get out of the house for a change anyway. Now, what did you want me to do for you? Do for me? Yes. You said when you woke me that there were several things you wanted me to do? I did. Yes. In connection with your leaving the house this morning? But I didn't leave the house this morning. <laughs> I know, but you're going to. I am. I must be tuned in on the wrong wavelength. I'll see you at breakfast, Mrs. Davis. Well, how did you like your breakfast, Connie? Fine, Mrs. Davis. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll get ready to go to school. Mr. Boynton's picking me up. Oh, good. Well, I'll finish these dishes before I go, Connie. Oh, I'll get it. Coming! Well, if it isn't our school custodian, Mr. Jensen. If it isn't your school custodian, Mr. Jensen, then what? <laughs> what? <laughs> when you opened the door, you said, well, if it isn't our school custodian, Mr. Jensen. Mm-hmm. Then I said, if it isn't your school custodian, Mr. Jensen, then what? <laughs> Catching people saying things that don't take any real meaning is a hobby of mine. Oh, that's very cute, Mr. Jensen. Won't you come in? Oh, thank you, Miss Brooks. Oh, that's better. What's better? <laughs> look, Mr. Jensen. <laughs> look at what? I don't mean look. I mean listen. I'm in kind of a hurry. What kind? <laughs> Kind to leave the house and get to school. Therefore, your hobby doesn't have the charm for me it might have at some other time. <laughs> I guess you've got me there. Where? Oh, great. <laughs> you've got me doing it. Never mind, Mr. Jensen. What can I do for you? Well, you can open up the school this morning if you will, Miss Brooks. I talked to Mr. Conklin on the phone, and he said to give you the key. Oh. Here it is. It's this fat little devil with the blue ribbon on it. Oh, I thought that was your tie. Oh. Oh, you mean the key to the school. But why don't you open up as usual? Oh, because I have another stop to make before I go to school that might cause me to be tardy. Another stop? Yes, the maternity hospital. <laughs> My wife is going to have a baby. Why, Mr. Jensen? Well, I don't know, just because I... <laughs> It's our sixth child, Miss Brooks. Honestly, Mr. Jensen? Well, I didn't steal them, if that's what you... <laughs> well, I, I'd better be getting along now. My, my wife will be expecting me. She's sort of used to having me around. I imagine she is, Mr. Jensen. <laughs> Please accept my heartiest best wishes for both of you. Oh, thank you, Miss Brooks. May I remind you to be prompt in opening the school? 
I wouldn't want Mr. Conklin and the students to be kept waiting. Oh, they won't be, Mr. Jensen. And be sure and let me know whether your wife has a boy or a girl. I will, Miss Brooks. Good day, Mr. Jensen. Yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I'll just put this key on the hall table here so I don't forget it. Oh, Connie, will you come into the kitchen a moment, please? Yes, Mrs. Davis. I'm all finished with the dishes, and I'd like to leave immediately. Now, Connie... When you make Wake Minerva, be sure to wake her gently. She's been quite sensitive about noise ever since she fell into my new Speed Queen washing machine. I don't know why. It did a very good job on her. <laughs> but I'll be careful not to upset her, Mrs. Davis. Oh, here's Minerva now. Good morning, dear. <laughs> How did you sleep? Well, I'll be running along now. You'll give Minerva her milk, won't you, Connie? Oh, certainly, Mrs. Davis. Remember me to your sister Angela, if you remember. (laughs) I will, dear. Uh, Put a little cream in with the milk. She likes it that way. All right, Mrs. Davis. That is, if we have any cream. Here we are. No, no cream left. She'll have to drink it black. (laughs) I'll just pour the milk into this dish. There you are, Minerva. There isn't any cream left, Minerva. We'll have cream for you tomorrow. Drink that milk or I'll turn on the washing machine. I thought that would do it. I'll get it. I'm on my way out anyway. Oh, come in, Mr. Boynton. Oh, thanks, Mrs. Davis. You're leaving the house so early? Yes. Uh, let's see if I've got everything. My purse, my hat, my shoes, and... Oh, yes, uh, now I'm all set. You'll find Miss Brooks in the kitchen, Mr. Boynton. I'm going over to see my sister, Angela. Oh, say hello for me. Hello. <laughs> I mean to your sister, Mrs. Davis. Oh, thank you, Mr. Boynton. Goodbye. Good morning, Miss Brooks. Hello, Mr. Boynton. Would you like a cup of coffee? Oh, yes, thanks. Would you join me? I'd love to. Yeah, I'll pour. I uh, ran into Mr. Jensen down the block. Cream? Yes, please. He told me his wife was going to have a baby. I think large families are wonderful. When I meet the right man, if I haven't already met him, I'll want to get married and have several children of my own. Sugar? Yes, Mr. Boynton. I mean, yes. <laughs> Say, look at the clock. We'd better hurry with this coffee. Oh, you're so right, Mr. Boynton. And before we go, I'd better unlock the back door. Mrs. Davis invariably forgets her key. Oh, she didn't forget it this time. When she was leaving, I noticed she took a little fat one off the hall table. She took the little fat... Mr. Boynton, that was the key to the school. Mr. Jensen asked me to open up this morning. Oh, no, Miss Brooks. Oh, yes, Mr. Boynton. Oh, gosh. Pretty soon, Mr. Conklin and all the students will be arriving at school. Nobody will be able to get in. Mr. Conklin will be furious at you. Don't remind me. I can see the sparks flashing from his tongue already. (laughs) Gee, I'm in quite a spot, aren't I? Aren't I? That shows how upset I am, Mr. Boynton. An English teacher should never be guilty of saying, aren't I? But, Miss Brooks, what about school? Suppose we hurry over and explain Aren't is merely the contraction of are not. Therefore, one who says, aren't I, is guilty of saying, are not I. Miss Brooks, what about... The correct form is, am I not? Aren't I being nothing more than an absurd and altogether ungrammatical affectation. Miss Brooks, what about school? I ain't going. (laughs) 
playing Eve Arden will continue in just a moment. But first, here is Vern Smith. Here's wonderful news, ladies. Wonderful, wonderful news. Now there's something thrillingly new in Palmolive Soap's famous beauty lather. Yes, something thrillingly new. Palmolive's famous beauty lather now brings you new fragrance, new charm, new allure. Millions of women will prefer beauty lather Palmolive over all other leading toilet soaps the minute they try it. For Palmolive Soap's famous beauty lather now has a new, clean, flower-fresh fragrance for new allure, new charm. So ladies, forget all other beauty care and use Palmolive Soap the way doctors advise for a lovelier complexion. Just stop improper cleansing and instead wash your face with Palmolive Soap three times a day, massaging Palmolive's wonderful beauty lather onto your skin for 60 seconds each time to get its full beautifying effect. Then rinse. That's all. All types of skin, young, older, oily, respond to it quickly. Don't wait another day to try Palmolive's Beauty Lather. You'll be thrilled by its new fragrance, new charm, new allure. Thrilled again by the fresher, brighter complexion doctors prove may soon be yours. For new loveliness all over, use big bath-sized Palmolive in tub or shower. Well, I finally decided to face the music, even though I knew that the music would consist of some angry pear-shaped tones emanating from Mr. Conklin's pear-shaped head. <laughs> By the time Mr. Boynton dropped me off, there were so many students milling around dear old Madison High that it looked like a training school for young pickets. <laughs> I found Mr. Conklin pacing up and down outside his office windows. Ah, there you are, Miss Brooks. Good morning, Mr. Conklin. It's about time. Now then, if you'll give me the key... The key? Yes, the key. Let me have it. I'll let you have it as quickly as possible. There is no key. <laughs> no key? But Mr. Jensen was supposed he to He be... did. But then I put it on a table in the hall, and Mrs. Davis took it with her to her sister Angela's. It wasn't really my fault, Mr. Conklin. I, I don't just... care whose fault it was. We've got to get into this school, and quickly. You see, Miss Brooks, the Board of Education is presenting Madison High with a plaque today. A plaque? For what, Mr. Conklin? It's an award for the best attendance record of any high school in the county. Really? Why, that's wonderful. Congratulations, Mr. Conklin. Thank you, Miss Brooks, but I'd rather receive your felicitations inside my office instead of out here. That's your phone, isn't it, Mr. Conklin? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> But thanks to your far-sighted suggestion after those two boxes of chalk disappeared, ours is the only school with a double lock on the front door and bars on all the windows. <laughs> I can't get in to answer it. Well, maybe it isn't important, Mr. Conklin. I think I know who's calling, Miss Brooks. It's the Board of Education. They want to know when I'm going to hold an assembly. An assembly? Yes, Miss Brooks. They want to give us a plaque for perfect attendance and nobody's in school to answer the phone. Oh, please, Mr. Conklin, try to be calm. We'll think of something. Maybe I could call Mrs. Davis when she gets to her sister's. No, Angela has no phone. I know. I'll go out to her house. You'll do no such thing, Miss Brooks. You'll need every teacher we've got to set up classes on the athletic field. Hello, Daddy, Miss Brooks. Don't you think it's time we were getting into school? Now, that's an excellent suggestion, Harriet. Miss Brooks hasn't got the key. Wait a minute. You drive, don't you, Harriet? Well, certainly, Miss Brooks. Can I go somewhere for you? You'll stay right here, Harriet. There must be someone else you can send, Miss Brooks. How about my dreamboat, Walter Denton? Dreamboat? 
He's an idiot. But, Daddy, Walter's a wonderful driver. He'll pick up the key wherever it is and have it back here in nothing flat. Nothing but his head, that is. <laughs> well, maybe that's a good idea. Miss Brooks, get Denton to drive out to wherever Mrs. Davis is. At least his brain is expendable. All right, Mr. Cochran. I'll look for Walter and ask him to go after the key. You won't have to look for him, Miss Brooks. Walter's coming over right now. Well, if it isn't my light of love. Greetings, <laughs> fair Harriet. The bonjour, Miss Brooks. And to you, esteemed principal, felicitations. <laughs> Catch a rancid wheat cake at breakfast? Uh, Mr. Conklin's not in a very good mood this morning, Walter. You see, today's the day the Board of Education is supposed to award Madison a plaque for its fine attendance record. Well, what's bad about that? Let's get into the jolly institution and snag that little beauty. Uh, I'd love to, Walter. Maybe we could melt you down and pour you through the bar. <laughs> now, I'm going to inform the other teachers of our dilemma, Miss Brooks. Please get expendable here on his way. Come with me, Harriet. Yes, Daddy. Bye, Walter. Adieu, lovely one. And lovely one's father. Yeah! <laughs> you know, Brooks, there are times when I sense an animosity in that man. Now, what do you suppose could cause such a reaction? Hatred, for one thing. Now, please listen carefully, Walter. You know Mrs. Davis's sister, Angela, don't you? Oh, sure, Miss Brooks. I gave Mrs. Davis a ride out there last week. Good. Do you remember where she lives? Well, it's way on the other side of town. I didn't notice the address, but I think I could find it. Uh, there was a mailbox on the corner. A mailbox? Isn't there anything else that would help you identify it? Well, nothing outstanding. What color was the house? I don't remember the background color, but the stripes were purple. <laughs> I guess I could find it all right, Miss Brooks. But I wish you'd tell me what this is all about. Well, it's about the key to the school, Walter. Mrs. Davis walked off with it this morning, and it's up to you to go and get it back. Now, just ask her for the little fat key on a blue ribbon. Your wish is my command, Miss Brooks. My eager jalopy is champing at the curb. What kind of a car is that anyway, Walter? Oh, it has no name, Miss Brooks. Just a slogan. A slogan? Yeah. You know how they call the new huts in the car you step down into? Yes. Well, this is the box you back away from. <laughs> well, Miss Brooks, it's over an hour since Denton left, and he's still not back with that key. I'm sure it won't be much longer, Mr. Conklin. There goes that phone again. I wish Mr. Stone would stop calling my office. I know one way to stop him, Mr. Conklin. We can go to the malt shop next door and call him. That way you can stall him off till Walter gets back with the key. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Better than standing around listening to that phone. Come on, Miss Brooks. Well, here we are, Mr. Conklin. Martin's Malt Shop. Madison's unofficial annex. <laughs> After you, Miss Brooks. Well, if it isn't Miss Brooks. Hi, Marty. Sneak away from the ogre for a little fizz water? No, the ogre is along today. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Conklin, just a little nickname I picked up from the kids. Why, I'm surprised at you, Marty. Nobody at Madison calls Mr. Conklin by anything but his right name. Well, I'm happy to know that, Miss Brooks. Oh, here's the phone booth right over here, Pear Shape. Uh, Mr. Conklin. <laughs> I'll, uh, dial the Board of Education for you. School 
day, school day, dear old golden rule. Board of Education, Mr. Stone speaking. Uh, Mr. Conklin calling you, Mr. Stone. One moment, please. Here you are, Mr. Conklin. Thank you. Hello, Mr. Stone. Is that you, Conklin? Uh, yes, it is, Mr. Stone. I might as well have a Coke while I'm waiting. Well, it's about time. I was beginning to think that Madison High School had slid into the sea. <laughs> well, uh, I, I had to step out of my office for a minute, Mr. Stone, but I'm back in it now. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's that? What's what? Osgood, are you hissing me? <laughs> No, sir, no. Uh, we, we must have a bad connection. It's a terrible connection. You say you're in your office? Uh, yes, sir. I'll call you right back. Yeah, but, Mr. Stone... And for heaven's sakes, don't disappear again. Goodbye. Uh, wait, Mr. Stone. Wait, uh, Mr... Wait, Mr... This is the last straw. What did he say, Mr. Conklin? He said he's going to call me right back. Now I'm in deeper than ever. Oh, we'll figure some way out of this. After all, Mr. Stone is only a human being. A human being who happens to be the head of our local board of education. Oh, this is awful. Excuse me, Daddy, but the telephone in your office is ringing. The telephone in your office is ringing. What do you suggest, Harriet? Well, I don't know, Daddy, but don't worry. I'm sure Walter won't fail us. He'd better not. Now, Miss Brooks, I'm going over to inspect the classes that have been set up on the athletic field. I want you to call the board and talk to Mr. Stone. Me? But what should I tell him? Improvise. Oh, but Mr. Conklin... Call him off, Miss Brooks. I'm counting on you. Oh, great. Well, I might as well get it over with. What are you going to tell Mr. Stone, Miss Brooks? I don't know yet, Harriet. I'll wait till he answers. Hello, Mr. Stone speaking. Hello, Mr. Stone. This is Miss Brooks at Madison High. Yes? I'm calling from Mr. Conklin's office, Mr. Stone. He asked me to call you. Well, give me a double strawberry temptation, Mark. Oh, he did. What about Miss Brooks? About his not being able to talk to you for a while. <laughs> what in the world is that sound? Now, Oh, that's the radiator, Mr. Stone. It's defective. Radiator? In tune? Well, they're just testing it. As a matter of fact, that's why Mr. Conklin can't talk to you. One of our students was just in his office, and this jet of hot water started out of the radiator, and Mr. Conklin jumped in front of the boy to save him and accidentally knocked out six of the boy's teeth. <laughs> That radiator should be fixed immediately. Oh, it was, Mr. Stone. But Mr. Conklin doesn't want to leave the boy's side. He's, he's on the couch across the room. He's giving him a transfusion. A transfusion? Of teeth? Oh, didn't I tell you? He also cut his foot. Uh, he's in a bad way, Mr. Stone. We're hoping for the best. the boy now? In a malted milk machine? Sing off. Uh, there must be somebody else on this line, Mr. Stone. I'd better call you back. No, Miss Brooks, don't bother. I don't quite know what's going on at Madison today, but I'm going to find out. You tell Mr. Conklin that I'll call him in exactly ten minutes. If he isn't at the phone prepared to carry on a rational conversation at that time, well, he'd better be. Uh, but Mr. Stone... Goodbye, he... Miss Brooks. Goodbye. And goodbye, Mr. Conklin. Well? Well, nothing. It's worse than ever. Mr. Stone's going to call again in ten minutes. 
Wait a minute, Harriet. I think I've got an idea. What is it, Miss Brooks? First, I'll get Marty to hang an out-of-order sign on this phone booth, and then I'll call Mr. Conklin's office in five minutes and leave the receiver off the hook on this end. Well, what'll that do? Well, that will ensure Mr. Stone's receiving a busy signal when he calls in ten minutes. And that's what he'll continue to receive until Walter returns with the key. Miss Brooks, you're a positive genius. Please, Harriet, don't exaggerate. I'm not a bit positive. <laughs> Please calm down, Daddy. I'm sure Walter will be back any minute. Oh, that Denton. Instead of sending him for the key, I should have sent some other idiot. I should have gone myself. <laughs> He's nothing but an unreliable laggard, a detestable, nauseating, blundering knucklehead. Excuse me, Mr. Conklin. Here's the key. Bless you, boy. <laughs> well, don't stand there, Denton. Open the door. Yes, sir. There you are, sir. Out of the way, out of the way. Now to get that phone. It must be Mr. Stone. Well, I'll just give him a piece of my mind. If he thinks he can hound me all day. Hello? <laughs> Good Conklin speaking. Hello? 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 They gave up. There's no dial tone. Some lame brain must have called this number and left the receiver off the hook. Hello? 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 Mr. Conklin, sir, I found this telegram under your door. Uh, Telegram? Let me see that. Uh, Let's see. Well, it's from Mr. Stone. It says... Dear Osgood, realizing the futility of trying to reach you by telephone, I hereby inform you that the Board of Education has authorized you to suspend classes for the remainder of the school day in recognition of Madison's splendid attendance record. Gosh, Mr. Conklin, does that mean there's no more school today? Evidently, Walter. Now, please go out to the athletic field and inform the teachers and students of my decision to give them the rest of the day off. Yes, sir. Oh, before I go, I better bring you back the key. I left it in the door. Just leave it there. I've got a little work to clean up. I can get it on my way home. Let's make the most of our afternoon off, Miss Brooks. I'd like to do something really exciting today, if you're game. Game? Miss Brooks, I'd like to take you to the zoo. (laughs) I'm afraid that's a little too gamey for me, Mr. Boynton. I'd I'd much rather go to a movie. Hey, we must be the last two people on the ground. I feel like... Oh, excuse me a minute. What's wrong, Miss Brooks? I just noticed the front door. Walter left the key in it. You know, the extra lock was my idea. Yes, I know. Mr. Conklin's been so worried about this key all day, I'm not going to take any chances. What are you going to do, Miss Brooks? I'm going to lock up the school and mail this key to Mr. Conklin. Eve Arden, as our Miss Brooks, returns in just a moment, but first... Dream girl, dream girl, beautiful luster cream girl. Tonight, show him how much lovelier your hair can look after a luster cream shampoo. Only luster cream brings you K. Dumas' magic formula blend of secret ingredients plus gentle lanolin. Gives loveliness lather even in hardest water. Glamorizes your hair as you wash it. Luster cream. Not a soap, not a liquid, but a dainty cream shampoo. Leaves hair fragrantly clean, free of loose dandruff, glistening with sheen. Soft, manageable, 
gives new beauty to all hairdos or permanents. Four-ounce jar, one dollar. Smaller sizes, either tubes or jars. Tonight, try Luster Cream Shampoo and be a dream girl, dream girl, beautiful Luster Cream girl. You owe your crowning glory to a Luster Cream Shampoo. And now, once again, here is our Miss Brooks. Well, after I mailed the key, Mr. Boynton took me to the zoo. Then we had a nice Dutch dinner, saw a very exciting movie, and wound up at Marty's Malt Shop. Well, give us a couple of Maltes, Marty. Coming right up, folks. That certainly was a terrifying picture, especially when Lucy starts to hear the voices. Oh, I don't know. Lots of manic depressives wind up like that. Hello? 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 Be- beg pardon, Hello? Mr. Boynton? I didn't say anything. Oh, I guess it's the effect of that movie. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Won't somebody answer me? Now, wait a minute. I'm not that far gone. Hello out there. It's coming from the phone booth. I better see what that is. Well, that's funny. The receiver's still off the hook. I... Hello? Hello? Is that you, Miss Brooks? Yes. Mr. Conklin? It is indeed. <laughs> have, have you been trying to reach me, Mr. Conklin? I have indeed. Oh, if it's about the school, Mr. Conklin, you don't have a thing to worry about. I locked it securely before I left the campus. Nobody can possibly get in. That's not what I'm worried about, Miss Brooks. I'm worried about getting out. You mean... Oh, no, you're not still. Yes, I'm still. Now get over here with that key! Yes, sir. Right away, sir. The key? Oh, Mr. Boynton... Do you think you could lift me up? Well, of course, Miss Brooks. Good. Let's get down to the corner. I want you to slip me into the mailbox. <laughs> Next week, tune into another Our Miss Brooks show brought to you by Tom Hardy Soap, Your Beauty Hope, and Luster Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair. Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, is produced by Larry Burns, written and directed by Al Lewis, with music by Wilbur Hatch. <laughs> Men, do you shave with a lather or brushless shave cream? Palmolive shaving cream comes both ways. And whichever way you prefer to shave, you'll find that using either Palmolive brushless or Palmolive lather shaving cream can bring you more comfortable, actually smoother shaves. Here's the proof. 2,548 men tried the new Palmolive way to shave described on the tube. And no matter how they had shaved before, three out of every four got more comfortable, actually smoother shaves. Get Palmolive Brushless or Palmolive Lather Shaving Cream today. For mystery liberally sprinkled with laughs, listen to Mr. and Mrs. North, the exciting, fun-packed adventures of an amateur detective and his beautiful wife. Tune in Tuesday evening over most of these same stations. And be with us again next week at this same time for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Bob Lamont speaking. Stay tuned now for Life with Luigi, which follows over most of these stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. In our last very exciting episode, after an exhaustive investigation, British security has finally concluded that one, the winged warrior is Chicken Man and not a man-chicken terrorizing London. And two, that his being zippered into his chicken chute backwards was accidental and not because he is not competent. Step through my office door, winged warrior. Right. Did you know the door wasn't open? Now it is. Thank you. Take a chair. I'm sorry, Inspector. I never take things that do not belong to me. Sit down. Right. Well, now that you've proved my competency, should we now proceed to again seek out and crush the worldwide wicked web? Uh, yes, I'll check the latest crime reports as they're fed into my office here. Oh, you feed them right here, do you? Feed what right here? The uh, crime reports. Are you all right, Winged Warrior? No, not always. Sometimes I'm wrong, but most of the time I'm usually right. Pardon me. Certainly. I'll be right back. Okay. Miss Helfinger. Yes. I fear there is something seriously wrong with the winged warrior. How do you mean? In the past two minutes, he walked into a closed door, told me he could not steal my chair, and suggested that crime reports are something to be fed. Anything else? When I asked if he was all right, he said, more often than wrong. What does all this mean? Inspector, it means the winged warrior is now approaching top form. Will he be better when he gets to the top? No, this is about as good as he's going to get. Uh, thank you. And now, winged warrior for the reports. Uh, yes, let's have them. Number one, a vicious cat burglar is stalking London. Hmm. Wonder why anybody would want to steal vicious cats. Report two, a crime of passion. A gypsy waiter in a gypsy restaurant has shish kebabbed a patron who under-tipped him. Oh, yes. Typical passionate gypsy trick. And report three, a suspicious woman with an alligator purse speaking into her rhinestone earring in front of a large and foreboding house and saying hello, wicked web central. Oh, yes, a typical alligator purse trick. Now, the question is whether any of these deserve investigation. Yes, there is one, Inspector. Fine, I thought you would notice the clue. Inspector, you can get in touch with me at Leonard's. What is Leonard's? It's a little gypsy restaurant near Soho. And in Gypsy, I bid you a birdie. Wow. A typical passionate alligator trick, is it? And how does one investigate a passionate alligator? Very carefully. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. <laughs> You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. It's rather amazing how much trouble a little piece of metal can cause. And poor Miss Brooks gets put into these situations through no fault of her own. 
It's also interesting to be reminded how phones used to work. I remember calling places only to hear that busy signal, and you'd have to keep calling the number in hopes you'd get through before someone else did and tied up the line. We couldn't afford the luxury of call waiting when I was growing up, but kids today don't really know what a busy signal sounds like, since call waiting is pretty standard. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we join Detective Danny Clover in Broadway Is My Beat. And join us again next Tuesday for a new episode of Our Miss Brooks. For I Love Old Time Radio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.